So, um, all right, I'm just going to pray. I am, um, look, got a very, very specific word for, to, uh, for tonight, for this season, what's happening. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I just need God's grace to communicate it. And I know that some of you, like, there's a little bit of energy in, 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 in staying warm, but we're going to ask for the Lord to, to heat up the sanctuary and we're going to have a move of the Spirit. Okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're here. I just thank you that your word doesn't suggest it, but decrees it, that when any two or more gather together in your name, you're in the midst. You're here, Lord. We thank you for the realm of faith. We thank you for the river of God. Thank you for your river. Thank you, Lord God, that whatever the river touches, it heals. Thank you. Wherever it flows, it brings life and deliverance and power. So right now, Spirit of God, we just thank you that you're here. We honour you. We thank you that this is your people and that you equip and empower. I ask for a spirit of wisdom and grace and articulation in the name and the blood of Jesus. Amen. Okay. So tonight pretty much is about seeing the invisible. Seeing the invisible. And that in itself seems like a, a paradoxical statement, but it's, 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 it's completely not. I'm going to start this up. What I want to do is that when you start to launch out into abstract subjects, it's very, very important to anchor it in Scripture. Wherever possible, you know, people have dreams and visions and they have stuff that, that, that's, that's abstract or it's very supernatural. And if you want to, your ability to communicate those things will be bottlenecked by your ability to tie it into the Word of God. And so uh, um, we're going to go uh, do a little bit of a walk through Scripture tonight in, in different parts of the Word and then we'll minister but if we could start by putting up 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Again, this is not a suggestion. This is the, the modus operandi. Um, did, I, did, I, did those scriptures go through? They did? What is going on? You naughty phone. All right, okay. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Uh, 4, 18. Sorry, I thought I did. Some, you know with these jolly iPhones, unless you hit, you, you, you hit sent and you go into sent and it doesn't work. So, all right. Why we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So we are commanded to look at the invisible, which doesn't mean living with a blindfold on. And so this is an abstract statement, but everything that you can see with your natural eye has a temporal nature about it. And it doesn't mean that everything is like going to get completely wiped out or anything like that. I don't want to, that's, that's not what it's saying. It's talking about laying a hold of the invisible realm of the spirit. And this is one of the reasons why we map. This is why we map because God gives us sometimes a breadcrumb trail or, or you'll have an encounter and then you're able to lay a hold of the invisible dimension. If you can lay a hold of the invisible dimension, you can manifest it. And, and the, 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 I'm going to give you an example in a minute, um, but, but we've, we've, we have the, our internship uh, <laughs> luminate. And one of the things that we endeavor to do is, div, is divine guidance, is the will of God. And we use the word scroll, but, but it is the will of God. And the will of God... Uh, uh, brings glory to him and brings pleasure to him and it says it says we were created for his pleasure or for his will and so you, it's not like all of a sudden you go by just the natural for example I is quite often God will call you somewhere it doesn't seem like there's any fruitful it's barren but God wants to bring into into a place of fruitfulness but you need guidance from the invisible dimensions of the spirit my my direction in life is largely informed by the invisible world. And that takes time to cultivate. If you don't know how to cultivate it, then you're always just going for, you know, the job with the most money or the a house in a certain area or this, that and the other. And it doesn't work like that. So I want to drill down on some of that. But one of the best, I would say, mappers of the invisible dimension is Anna Mendez. She's utterly outstanding. And, and I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to uh, read just a little. This, so she's, this is, this is um, some of the notes that she put together leading into our trip to the Amazon. And as, she, as you start to look at it, you go, oh my goodness. So 
This little section here is about the four living creatures. Who would like to hear a little bit about the four living creatures? <laughs> so in it, what she does is she postulates, she, she proposes. Anytime you see someone, they write a book, a Christian book, okay? And everything has to be weighed and tested. Now, apart from a biography, if it's a teaching, there are books, you can read books that God can quicken to you and use, but you don't wanna hear, read books that everyone's been writing about forever, because you can just read the forever books. And, and, and you know, you don't want it to be an echo chamber per se. You want books that actually have cutting edge and are creating a new pathway, because there's tons. What well, amazing teachers in the times past was like E.W. Kenyon. Who knows E.W. Kenyon? Very big on new creation realities and in Christ. Um, and so, so it's great if someone wrote about it now, but you can go, you can, you can have read about that for, for decades, even centuries. But Anna very much is a pioneer and she's talking about the order of creation and she's talking about the living creatures and she believes, well anyway, I'm just gonna read from this page here. It says, the, the four living creatures coordinate and orchestrate everything that happens in the land of men, the land of animals, the plant kingdom and the angels assigned to them. They oversee the wheel of creation and connect it with these celestial spheres. Now what's really interesting, it, Solomon talks about, when, in Ecclesiastes, when someone dies, it talks about the wheel is broken at the well, and the, the, the pitcher is shattered, the, the silver cord is loosed, and so on. And so then you have Ezekiel's vision of a wheel within a wheel within a wheel. It's very, very interesting, and then, uh, uh, but it, it talks about these wheels as spheres, and these living beings are equivalent to elders in the church, but in creation. Isn't it interesting that three quarters of the living creatures are not people, they are animals. That's very interesting. I'll say that again. The living creatures are equivalent to elders in the church, but they're over creation. They are next to the throne, and so they have many eyes. The living creatures present creation before God. The living creatures mark time and understanding that the living creatures move within the wheels. So they move within the will of God. Isn't that interesting? Who's finding this fascinating? The difference between the living creatures that Ezekiel saw and then John saw is there is a change of their position uh, uh, in the rakia, and the rakia is, uh, uh, if you have a look at the, the, the different words for heavens in book of Genesis, you've got the Rakia and the Shemayim. Okay, I'm not gonna drill down on that. And a change in their appearance. And she uses the fancy word morphology. But when you get too fancy, people start thinking it's too new age and then they get offended and so they become a good protesting Protestant. Okay, so it's true. I don't understand it, therefore it offends me. Okay, <laughs> it is true. Who's actually had encounters in the realm of the spirit and it's completely weird, almost impossible to explain? Okay, so this is why we need the gift of language. And this is why we actually need the ability to articulate things. So very, very good. As you know, that she's the author of uh, Regions of Captivity. Um, very, very intense book, and, uh, but very true book. But we're talking about the realm of the invisible. Now, um, I, it's very interesting that we have, you've you got the earth, and then you've got, and people go, you've got, you got heaven, you've got the earth, and then you've got hell. And so you've got three places, but that's not necessarily what the Bible teaches. It's so much more layered and dimensional and nuanced than that. Because it actually, it actually it says that in Christ, in Ephesians 1 and 3, we're blessed in heavenly places. There are multiple dimensions of glory, multiple places, different parts, is the best way I could describe it is, is the heavenly dimensions are so massive, it's like comparing, to, compared to the earth, it's like comparing a grain of sand to the Milky Way. And so there are heavenly places. It's interesting, there's, you, you, someone, <laughs> quoting someone years ago, they said, you're always somewhere, okay? And so, and, and, and so even though we were talking about Esau, could not find a place of repentance, and the word is topos, where we get topography. 
So it's the goodness of God that leads us to the place of repentance. Very, very interesting. So they got, but this is mostly the invisible world. And there isn't just hell, there's also talks about the lake of fire. It talks about Sheol. It talks about so many different things. So, so the Lord wants us to see the invisible. He wants us to behold the, the invisible realm. And I'll, I'll go into that later. But, you know, um, I choose to engage disciplines. Now, for me, is, it, is that I like a, I'm, I'm very blokey bloke, very blokey, very Aussie sort of guy. And you love my, used to love my sport and, and all that sort of stuff. And so I've got a lot of drives. What happens is those natural drives can start to extinguish the spiritual drives or the, 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 the realms of the spirit in and around my life. So I choose to engage disciplines. Disciplines until those disciplines overtake me, where they manifest things. And those disciplines look like living in the Word. But now it's not a discipline anymore. I can't live without it. I'm constantly in the Word. It started off as a discipline, okay? And, uh, you know, I've got two teenage kids and, and, and they don't, you know, leap out of bed and, and start quoting the book of Job in the morning. You, there has to be some, some, some co-regulating uh, motivation as a parent, train a child on the way they should go. And so, but then what happens is that then you, it starts to overtake you and you start to taste and see that the Lord is good. Fasting's another one. I like my tucker, Okay. But, you know, when I was overseas, we ate, there's a long story behind this, but we ate exclusively fish while we were away, okay? Anna felt that was the directive from the Lord, so we ate fish, and it had nothing to do with anything like Lent or anything like that. But uh, um, very interesting, she just felt while we're, while we're doing this, 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 this mission in the Amazon, is to stay away from eating things that consumed oxygen. Isn't that interesting? Four living creatures don't have, doesn't have a dolphin in there. That's an interesting one. Anyway, it says birds and like, it's, it, no, it's, it's very, very interesting. But that was a prophetic conviction. It's not a doctrine. So, but I've, I know what it is to eat really, really well. But I put in these, I put in these disciplines and what happens, that then opens me up to the, the dimension of the spirit where I actually, the Lord speaks to me through the realm of the invisible. And, 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 and here's the amazing thing. It's real and it works. My life is fruitful, not because I go as what's convenient or popular. I go by what the Lord shows me to do. And, and, and it says, you'll know, wisdom is justified by the children and by their fruits you shall know them. So when you train yourself to be open to the realm of the Spirit through disciplines and you start, to get, you start getting led and informed by the realm of the Spirit, it's an invisible world. But then you start bearing fruit. So it's like the man who meditates in the Word of God is like a tree, Psalm 1, planted by the waters. You can't see that the roots are going into the water, but you can see the green leaves and you can see the fruit on the tree. So there is a, you constantly, and I'm going to establish, you, you constantly from, from, I'm not going to say from here on in, but from when you said yes to Christ, you will constantly be between dimensions. You'll be, you'll be rooted and grounded in a dimension to bear fruit and results and change in another dimension. This is our destiny. And it doesn't just, it, doesn't, it, won't, it will not be just restricted to this lifetime. Because it, it, when we start to see that symbiotic, harmonised relationship between the invisible and the invisible, you'll start to go, oh my goodness. You know, I, I believe personally, and again, this is anecdotal, I believe the most stunning places on the earth um, maybe the lowest levels of uh, 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 the, the, the lowest levels of heaven look like the most stunning places on the earth. And I told you that when I was recovering from surgery last year, I just I, I needed encouragement. <laughs> I did, <coughs> and I had that time where that angel appeared at the end of my bed, and he knocked out the power out of half the house. Because so remember, waking up in the middle of the night, and going like you could see the, 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 the lights flashing like this, like we've had a power outage and the power was out. And there was a, a light being at the end of my bed. I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. And then for three nights, he took me in and out of heavenly realms. And it was quite amazing. So what happened is that I remember that uh, one of these places, now I said this from, the, from this pulpit. I described that one of the places that I went to had incredible stunning mountains and hills 
went right up to the coastline and it's like the incredible heavenly atmosphere and there's this beautiful ocean, right? And, and that's a whole other subject. When you look at the book of Revelation, there'll be no more sea. You have to drill down on what it's, the sea and ocean actually means. Remember the book of Revelation is almost exclusively a book revealing prophetically the invisible world. Can someone say amen? When was the last time you saw, when was the last time you saw a lion with wings that ran like a leopard and was left-handed? No, 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 you know, you've got to track with me because what happens is that we don't understand the mind of the spirit. We go into magical thinking. We don't understand that it's a manifestation of the realm of the spirit. Okay, Jesus is holding in his hand seven stars and he's walking amongst the candlesticks and that represents the, seven, the angels of the churches and the churches and the spirit of God. So we need to understand what this looks like. So I'm going to this place where I'm seeing mountains going down to this beautiful coastline and I'm talking to people in heavenly dimensions. And I'm looking at this pavement and there's a design. And I literally say, who remembers me telling me this, this, this encounter? Just wave your hand. Yeah. And, I, and it's like, it was such an amazing encounter. And I, was, and I said, look, I was talking to someone in this encounter. I said, I've got to go. I've got to go down the coastline because I've got to talk with the Lord. So it was, it was amazing. So when we went on our holiday, we, uh, I made the, the interesting decision, well, my wife and I made the interesting corporate decision that we would hire a car and I would drive in Italy. So I would drive in the left side of the car on the right side of the road. And if you, who's ever driven on the other side of the road in other countries? <sighs> You, the minute you relax, you make mistakes. So every time you drive around here, you don't even think about it. So over there, and it's like, I, I would start going on the wrong side of the road. Hallelujah. So we decided to drive and, and, and we went through uh, uh, Pisa, where the Leaning Tower is, quite stunning. And we actually started going up the coast and we based ourselves in a place called Genoa, okay? And... Uh, very, very old uh, uh, coastal uh, uh, port in Italy, right near the border of France and Italy. And we go, why don't we go back down the coast to the, uh, uh, I think is it Cinque Terre? I, can't, I think it is. Anyway, five towns on the coast. And then we get there on the first day, uh, we park the car and I'm walking and I start tripping out. I'm seeing these stunning mountains and hills going up to the coastline with the same pavement, with designer shops going right up on these esplanades with these trees joining in the middle, like exactly like my heavenly encounter, the Italian Riviera. Like it, it freaked me out and I just started geeking out and the kids wanted to do this, Rachel wanted to do this and I'm going, mm, nah. I was just, cause I'm, tr I'm trying to, what are you gonna speak to me about Lord? And he, I had a massive encounter that was directive. The, the invisible world informs me. You can't go wrong. I saw Field of Dreams before we had Field of Dreams. I was, I was in Florence and I had a, a huge dream giving me direction for when I came back. Like, like, like this is the most exciting life you could live. But if you don't build in disciplines and open up to the invisible dimension, you can't touch those eternal realms and the eternal realms which carry wisdom and you inform you, gives you the inside, it's like insider trading. You know, just like the, half the US Senate do. And so, um, you got no idea, it's so brazen, no one hold, holds their feet to the fire. I'm not kidding. See, the, the, the corruption in the earth now is like, I've only been on this planet for half a century, but I've, I just, it's incredible. Ronald Reagan deregulates the uh, Wall Street, I think in the 80s. And you know, you have your dot-com bubble and you've got your, oh, it's just, but since then we're talking like the conflict of interests of sitting senators making decisions for the average person. The problem is that the corruption so obvious these days, it's now on the uh, common working class person or middle class or whatever to actually hold their feet to the fire. Otherwise you actually, People's lack of action comes into a form of agreement. When the world's turning to rubbish, lack of action is agreement. That's what we got. 
And so, so when you are walking in the realms of the Spirit, God gives you the heads up. You know, I never forget, I had sort of like, I'd gone off grid in my mid-20s. I came back and I literally, like classically, I was broke, busted and disgusted. And I had no, no money, no cash flow, depressed, uh, completely out of the will of God. So I go before the Lord, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? What am I meant to do? What am I meant to do? And I just prayed like crazy. I remember like yelling and praying in the spirit and all that. And, and the Lord spoke to me almost audibly. And I'd been seeking him for a number of days. He says, I want you to coach tennis. Now it wasn't like, sort of like, you know, I'm sort of like uncoordinated, un, uh, uh, sporty person who's an excellent con man. You've got to be good at tennis to coach tennis. I've, I've actually, I've known some people who couldn't really play tennis and coach tennis and oh my gosh, that was a mad dog's breakfast. It's like golf, it's, it's so technical, so nuanced. So the Lord says, I want, you to, I want you to coach tennis. I'm all full of beans, I've got the word of the Lord. I shared it with a few people, big mistake. <coughs> they said, what are you gonna do when it rains? Oh, what are you gonna do in winter? Oh, but the word of the Lord was to coach tennis. So I got all my ducks in a row. I got my business up and running and this just happened this, this, this just happened to happen just before a little skinny South Australian Adelaide kid called Leighton Hewitt became number one in the world and everyone wanted to play tennis inside of trading. So my business was established, right? And then it went out of control because you've got a boy from Adelaide becoming number one in the world. This is just after the Pete Sampras era, Andre Agassi and before the Federer era. So I was established in business like overnight because from the realm of the spirit, God gave me the inside word. This is the life we need to live. We, we look at the invisible. Because if I looked at the natural, it's like, and so, and this is why we speak so boldly when we preach here and so forth, because we're, we're getting invisible directives. Otherwise we're gonna be like everyone else and everyone else was ducking for cover and sucking their thumb from 2020 onwards. So you get your directors from the invisible realm and God vindicates. He's the one that makes it happen. So um, if we can get, put the scripture up please. Colossians chapter one, verses 15 to 16. Colossians one, verses 15 to 16. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. This is the theme, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. So here's this theme that Jesus has created through Jesus, the universe was created, whether visible or invisible. This is what's really, really interesting, is that so much of the Bible is written about the invisible world. This is what's really, really interesting. This is why we need the Holy Spirit to teach us. Because much of the Bible, you actually have a chronological narrative of much of the Old Testament. But then you got your major prophets and they talk about, see, on the cross, when Jesus died, hung on a tree for the sins of the world. You can't see what's in the invisible because Matthew, Mark, Luke and John are doing a chronological narrative. But you go into Psalms and it talks about the bulls of Bashan, encircle me. So the prophetic is talking about the invisible dimensions and what's taking place, the transaction, the spirit, the vicarious suffering and the great exchange, right? That, that, that he died for the sin of many, you know, and make atonement for, for their iniquity. But then you've got the chronolo chronological narrative. But then much of the Old Testament is you've got, this is what happened. It's sort of like, okay, this is, this is, I'm, I'm gonna give you a summarization of much of the Old Testament outside the prophetic, okay? Okay, so God loves Israel. God calls Israel. God blesses Israel. Israel in blessing forgets the Lord. Then they start to get into idolatry and idolatry leads to gross sin. That gross sin would open up portals of hell that would, uh, darkness would come upon them and then that darkness in the spirit world would manifest through physical oppression through other nations 
And then what would happen? They would cry out to the Lord and say, we're sorry, boo-hoo, help us and deliver us. God would raise up a judge or a deliverer. Then they would wage war, defeat the enemy. And then what would happen? They'd come back into blessing and so on and so forth. So that's the chronological narrative. And so you see that, but there's much of the scripture, of scripture especially the new, the new Covenant, Paul talks about the invisible mostly. This is what's taking place in the invisible dimensions. Now live like this. This is why it's exciting. This is why the prophetic is so exciting and indispensable. You know, look, I think that I think the Logos is so powerful. People can live by faith and not be prophetic and there could be a level of blessing. But why would you forego insider trader knowledge and the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God just to, you know, what would Jesus do? I mean, I'm all for that. It's great training wheels. But, but there's times where, where, where I'm, I ne- I'll, you know, I'll never forget that I was making in my, just when I came to Christ, I was making a decision, a relational decision to, to, uh, when I was 18 about a relationship. And I had literally, I had literally had a vision. I had heaven go, no, don't, stop. And everything in me goes, I don't want to hear it. I even went to a meeting where someone had a word of knowledge. And I ended up, you know, breaking up with this person. And uh, obviously a girl. And um, basically, uh, it was the prophetic. It was a heavenly encounter. See, this stuff's indispensable. But here's the point I, I, I want to make is that, here we go. I just wanna be precise on this, oh yes. Is that we're talking about the visible, the invisible. Now, we have gotta be really, really careful because we go, okay, we limit it to physical blindness or physical sight. And that's not what the Bible's talking about exclusively. You literally have the children of Israel, they saw the plagues while they were protected. They saw the part, they went through the Passover. They, the Red Sea, the Red Sea is crazy. The fact that it, enough for a nation to walk through and then an army to be drowned. Then they saw the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, the cloud on the mountain, the mountain shake, the blast of the trumpet, the, the manna, the quail, and so on and so forth. And they didn't believe. So we go, if I could just see it, right? Now, then we have, Thomas said, if I could just see his nail prints in his, and put it, my fingers there and my finger in his side, right? I'll believe. And Jesus said, you believe because you see Thomas, but blessed are those who believe and do not see. And I'll tell you this, seeing is mostly connected to the heart. I'll tell you why. You go, all right, well, one day, I am going to leave this physical body and I'm going to see the Lord and it's all going to be revealed to me. Will it? Will it? I want to propose or, or postulate, as I sometimes say, is this. Is that in eternity, there will always be a level of invisibility of dimensions that are beyond your grasp. That I will see infinitely into eternity, but beyond the throne or around the throne, will you? I propose is that in eternity, there will always be dimensions that are at a different frequency that we can't quite attain to and we will have to have growth and development for our heart to be able to ascertain higher dimensions of glory. Isn't that an interesting theory? So we don't go, oh, well, I can't see now, I live by faith and then I'm gonna die, I'm gonna see everything. No, 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 no. God is training us for reigning and so it is, it is, that's why Paul prays that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened. Okay? And, and he says in other translations, the heart of, you know, eyes of our understanding. So we're always going to be between dimensions. So we were to, we, to live and be anchored in the superior dimension and steward and manifest it in the lower dimension. And this is why we're called to see the invisible. Because we're not meant to be stuck in the visible We're meant to live from the invisible, access the invisible to manifest what's invisible into the time, space, natural world. That's the whole point. You start to see, this is why it says we walk by faith and not by sight. 
It's not a blindfolded, set up to fail type thing. It's the eyes of the heart. And this is why the whole new covenant is around the sower and the seed and the soil is the heart. So seeing, Jesus said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. Look, here it is and there it is. For the kingdom of God is within you. And the word for observation is the word where we get ocular, where you see it with your eyes. People think that they're going to see. They're going to one day sit down and there's going to be a guy announce himself as the saviour of the world. And next thing we're going to see, is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it is Jesus in the sky. That's now, that's like... I'm saying, I'm, I'm, that's the elephant in the room that I'm describing. But that's not the kingdom that Jesus himself said. It says it actually comes, fr- it comes through human agency from within. And you want to get, if you, if, you want to, if you want to start to drill down on the book of Revelation, there's over 500 Old Testament references or inferences. And it says, he's coming on the clouds and every eye will see him. And when you draw that, that parallel, You see, in all the major prophets, God comes on the clouds, but it's always to judge sin. And then you start to realise it says, who are these that fly like clouds? And we will meet him in the clouds. This is why we need to lay a hold of the invisible dimension so we can manifest in the time-space world. So we do not look at the things that are are seen because they're temporary, but they're unseen, the, the invisible things, for they are eternal. And so... I believe that uh, uh, there's levels of glory and there's so many anecdotal testimonies of people being died and revived. Some people, they just can't see into the light. It's just sometimes I see a man in light that's brighter than the sun. Sometimes people see nothing. They just see a, a tunnel. Some people who are more developed go straight to the throne. But, but, but there's, there, is, there is an eternal principle. There's an eternal principle. yes. When we put this tent off, we're going to see things like we haven't even like, it will blow our minds. But I believe it's going to be a rolling thing going into eternity. Don't think all of a sudden, bang, we know everything we've arrived. We are, omni, we are omniscient like the Lord and where do we go from here? Is it going to be unfolding in, 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 in dimensions of glory? Is it, I mean, like, 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 like eye has not seen, nor ear has heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him but he has revealed it to us through his spirit. So it, there's this theme of visible and invisible, visible and invisible. And so this is why Paul prays. If we could have Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 to 23. Paul prays in Ephesians 1, 17 to 23. And this is why he prays for the church to apprehend the invisible world that the Lord God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding or your, the eyes of your heart being enlightened. Now, this is, this is the cool thing. This is, this is, this is where, I'm, where we're heading with this. Your perception of the invisible world will completely colour, influence and even control your time, space, natural world. Paul is making things very, very clear here. It's not like if you see in the spirit, you'll go, what a disaster. I'm shocked we're alive. I'm shocked we're surviving. Oh my gosh. It's the opposite. So he prays for people's eyes to be opened that we may know the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also, that's probably the word aeon or eon, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So why am I bringing up this subject tonight? Is it a cute, super spiritual word, a bit superfluous, a bit, bit no, 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 no. It's this, 
is that we are instructed, it says without faith it is impossible to please God and we're instructed to walk by faith and not by sight. And yet it's, we're called to apprehend those things that are invisible. See, the, 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 what Paul paints here, which is incredible, is this. In the realm of the Spirit, the blessing and the glory and the riches and the wealth, the inheritance that you are already in is so overwhelmingly glorious but if you don't believe it, you won't manifest it. You just will not. You'll go, oh, this is happening. And I'm quite current with what's happening in the world. But it's not my meditation. I've got to be informed of political developments, government developments. However, my meditation is that I've been raised up and seated in heavenly places in Christ. My meditation is that I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. My meditation is that He chose me in Him before the foundation of the world that I'll be holy and blameless before Him in love. That's my meditation. My meditation is that Jesus completely embarrassed the enemy. He made a public spectacle of Him. Let's, just, let, let, let's look at Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2, verses 14 to 15. Right? Colossians 2. Having what? This is the, this is the invisible world. This is the invisible world. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, I'm feeling a bit condemned. You're not believing. You're not believing what, what? You're completely at peace with God through Jesus. So the invisible world says, it says the handwriting of requirements, remember that one, Belshazzar, okay, and he's drinking, he's, he's the king of Babylon and he's using the, the gold articles from the temple and everyone's getting hammered around a big party in Babylon. His dad Nebuchadnezzar died and now he's sort of like inherited everything and didn't have the ability, to, he couldn't even run a bath, okay? He only lasted a few years, right? And then like the handwriting of requirements was mini, mini, tackle up Hassan or something like that, like this. And you've been met, you've been weighed and found wanting and now your life is required, right? All of that has been wiped out against your life. It's no more. In the spirit, the handwriting requirement has been completely, completely removed. Can someone say amen? That's the invisible world, right? Which was contrary to us and he has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross, yep. This is the invisible world. <coughs> Having disarmed principalities and powers. Now, this is really, really important subject because we're called to fight the fight of faith. But Principalities and powers might try and resist us, so we just have to do a bit of a bit of a wrestle, a bit of a cuddle. We're not meant to fight them. Because Jesus has disarmed principalities and powers and made a public spectacle. Like, like, like in the realm of the spirit, Satan has been humiliated. Now, if we don't grasp that, we are going to have a very big devil and a very little God in our subconscious, and that's what we will manifest. This is really, really important. It says he's completely made a spectacle, right? And he triumphed over the enemy. If you magnify darkness, that's what you're gonna get. Now, don't get me wrong. There's generational iniquity. There's all sorts of weird, funky stuff. But we need to know in the realm of the spirit, Jesus has so overwhelmingly triumphed. This is why I, you know, I've been saying it to my kids. I say it to people I... He says, you've got to get it. fear, fear, anxiety, phobias. That's, that will kill you because what you're doing is you're, you're creating a, a, a pathway of the invisible world to manifest in your either physical body, your finances or your relationships. So, so we need to understand the, the, the relationship between our subconscious or the, the eyes of our heart, the invisible world and what we manifest. And this is what's cool. If you feed, if you believe God's word, that the enemy has been defeated over your life, if you believe that you're already blessed with every spiritual blessing, if you believe that you're by his stripes you are healed, then what happens is that you're already seated in that dimension of the invisible and your faith laying a hold of it manifests it in the physical world. It's really that simple. Can someone say amen? It's like you're learning something new tonight. What's going on? This is 101. <laughs> and so Paul prays for our eyes to be opened 
And this is what, this word kept going in my spirit the whole time in the Amazon. I listened to Revelation 21:22 continually. I, I couldn't, and it started to, something started to form here. Now I'm gonna say some stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip some tables, which is one of my hobbies, right? But, I, I, but you need, we need to know, and I hate the word hermeneutics, but, but you know, here we are, you know, scripture interpreting scripture, over 500 Old Testament references in the book of Revelation. The most is Ezekiel, from the four living creatures to a, a, a city, on to, oh, took me to a great high mountain, uh, angel with, you know, one's, one's measuring the city, one's measuring the river of God, both the river of God, trees of life, Incredible book, but it's the invisible dimension. And when you go, because you're seated in heavenly places in the invisible dimension, when you like you 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 sit in it and you meditate in it, then that invisible dimension invades the time space world. It's not you're just going to sit down, watch Netflix, eat Doritos, and this, and then just wait for the, the manifestation of the Lord. Is it the kingdom of God does not come with observation? Very very interesting. Right now. And my wife came up with this. Well, how, how we come up with it? She didn't come up with it. The Lord showed her. Anytime you're going to see a move of God in history, you first need the Spirit of Elijah. And the, Jesus said, It's John the Baptist, Spirit of Elijah. And he goes, And Jesus made it very clear. He said, He said, Spirit of Elijah has come and will, be, and will keep coming. And what you have, the spirit of Elijah does a few things like makes a division. If the Lord is God, serve him. But he turns the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children of the fathers. Right now, the evil people ruling this nation and the nations are dividing every sector of society. And the hearts of the fathers are being turned from the children and vice versa. It's, it's disgusting. But you know what? If you've got evil rulers, be evil. So let him who is evil be evil still. Him who is filthy, filthy still. Okay, but it's the church that needs to wake up and call it as it is and actually get really serious about what it is to engage the realm of the spirit in intercession. The, 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 the order of Melchizedek, the high priestly role, all right? It's really, really important. So you're gonna see a spirit of Elijah manifest the, the hearts of the fathers of the children and children of the fathers as opposed to all this stuff now. I am, I am completely disgusted with the legislation around gender mutilation of killed kids who are under the age of consent of everything else except for what they choose to be. The education system, it's, we're talking, right? Now this stuff got hatched up in the spirit in dark realms. This is why we actually have to, this, we, this, this word, this reality, we have to take it seriously. We need the power of God. We need the move of the spirit. We need outpouring, right? And, 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 and much of the church has been found to be not building in the spirit, so they're intimidated into silence. And salt, that loses its saltiness. We've got to be careful that when we are quiet, it becomes interpreted as compliance and agreement. And it's, 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 it's very, very important. And so this is why we're just like, like let's just, just rage against the machine. No, 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 no. We have to live from the invisible dimension. We actually have to speak from Zion into these issues and address them. And so what happened to, to me is I couldn't get out of Revelation 21, 22. Now, I believe I'm looking at, in this generation, the agency for Jesus to manifest on the earth. Now, this is where, where people get confused. It says in Corinthians, now the Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And behold, God's tabernacle is now with men. Oh, one day. No, now. Now. So the eyes of wisdom, the, the eyes of the heart, with the book of Revelation, it's, it's predominantly the realm of the Spirit. We don't know completely how it's going to manifest. You've got four horses. You know, you've got all, all sorts of different things. And I'm not going to get into timelines, Right? But this, this is what I couldn't get out of my spirit. Can we put up Revelation uh, chapter 21, 
verse five and six, Revelation chapter 21, verse five and six. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. That's the realm of the spirit. You know, in the old covenant, you got the priest was anointed, the king was anointed, the prophet was anointed, but most, most people would not have access to the invisible dimensions. And then you had at first Calvary and then Pentecost, Pentecost it says, he who is thirsty, come. The, and, and, and from there on, it's the spirit and the bride say, come. In the realm of the spirit, the riches you have in Christ are unfathomable. And so God makes all things new. But that was 2,000 years ago. And that comes through the manifestation of the church walking by faith and believing. Do you believe that your life is in Christ or is it a teaching that's stuck in an E.W. Kenyon book and in some epistles? Do you believe that by His stripes you are healed? Or is that just some sort of Pentecostal doctrine? See, what's interesting to counteract these things, demons make up their own rules. It's called doctrines of demons. Whether it's cessationism or some of this dispensationalism, for what Jesus did at the cross, we don't understand the power of what took place at Calvary. And in the realm of the Spirit, God's made all things new to the fact that you are already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. But we're looking at the wrong stuff, so we manifest what the world's manifesting. Whereas we are meant to see the things that are invisible so we can live from the invisible to manifest in the visible. This is why it's the good news. And it's, and it's not to say the sinner's prayer and let's just all get out of here because it's about to combust. It's the gospel of the kingdom. The kingdom is so superior to darkness. You can't have darkness and light in the same place. Darkness only functions in the absence of light. The minute you connect with the light, be sons of light, put on the armour of light, walk in the light, darkness has to flee. This is just the, the, the bare bones of it. But there's been a bewitching, intimidating, Jezebelic spirit come over this generation. And it's not the first time it's happened, it's happened before. Obvious one, World War II. And so on and so forth. And so what's so exciting is that the Lord says, in the invisible realm around your life, everything's new. Everything is new. But it's gonna stay locked up in that invisible world unless you believe it. And, 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 and this is where, why, especially with Tabernacle of David, all right, Tabernacle of David and whatever else, you know, is that God's calling us to move, to be active, not just stand there like I'm soaking. That's so static. We are meant to move and talk and function like God is true. We are meant to move, talk and function like we're utterly blessed in the invisible realm of the Spirit in heavenly dimensions. The blessing over your life is so incredible. Now we start to activate it by faith. This is what's so exciting. Rather than wonder what's gonna happen next. Oh, what do people think of you? People don't think of you. Take great comfort in that. And if people speak ill of you, people do change their mind quickly. <laughs> you know? It's, what a waste of time. Worrying about what people think about you. They're thinking about themselves. You know, so, so this is what's so cool. Living in the realm of the invisible, it's all faith activated. You're, you're, God's not keeping score against you. You're forgiven. It says you're holy, that you've been all, before the foundation of the world, you're holy and blameless before Him in love. You know, I've just been studying someone's teaching and we go, the foundation of the world, before the world was created. Well, actually the foundation of the world is death and, the, and fear of death. And most people's actions in the subconscious world is to avoid death and it's fear. So before death and fear came into the world, you were chosen in Him to be holy and blameless in love. Isn't that an interesting concept? And then you go, and this is why it says, you will know the truth and knowing the truth will set you free. And whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. You go, you go I'm a certain age and I've only achieved so much. You can get more done in your last five years of life than you have in 70 years prior. If you, the eyes of your heart have been opened. Who's excited? 
This is why we have to lay hold of this. Is the spiritual disciplines isn't because, you know, I have a personality that leans towards a monastic sort of withdrawing sort of lifestyle that I lack imagination. No, 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 no. Is it, is it, it's, it's just so exciting because the, the disciplines make us open to the realm of the Spirit where then we can get that insider knowledge. It's called wisdom. It's called the sons of God led by the Spirit of God. You know, I, sometimes people go through hard times. There is, there, is, there is suffering. You know, we, we, could have Joseph have ruled Egypt and not go through that? Yeah, but maybe he had a pro- possible challenge with narcissism. Has this dream, of, you're all gonna bow down to me, yeah! Sort of like, stupid idiot. And they go, right, we'll show you, you know, from the pit, and then from the pit to the palace. But it's the invisible dimensions that inform us. You can, I know people, who make investments because other people tell them to make investments or they make investments where it's all moving, you know, whether it's a bull market or a bear market and they just lose every time. Get by this coin, do that coin. Did God tell you to do it? I've learned some harsh lessons that if God didn't tell me to do something, then I do not have anything to bring to the courts. If I get a word from the Lord, that I can see the impossible manifest. This is why man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so we have to, this is 101 stuff. All I'm doing is, is I'm articulating the invisible dimensions. So in the invisible dimensions, you are so crazy blessed. You got, you're, you're, you're powerful. You're, you're, you're powerful. You, you, you got, God lives inside of you. But Aussie inactivity makes it like it's never real. It's called unbelief. And this is what we have to overcome. We can turn this thing around very quickly if we have a quorum of agreement of, of, of the, the manifestation of faith in the body of Christ. See, we're, we're, talking, we're talking, I want you to imagine, exhibit, this is the, every illustration falls short. So I want you to f- imagine an ant over here and over here's a blue whale, okay? So for parabolic purposes, the ant is the devil, and the whale is one of, only one of God's angels. So what happens when the, you drop the whale on the ant? That's warfare, but not really. And that's the kingdom compared to darkness because the darkness can only function in the dimension of lies and only function in the absence of light. And if somehow the church has been conned into going, just don't make waves and stay under the radar. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, I tell you what, <laughs> this just cracks me up. And so what we're gonna do, I'm going to outline Two things that you are and you have already. We're gonna put the pads on in a moment and then we're gonna see God move. We're gonna see God move. Now, Smith Wigglesworth, I, I like him. <laughs> he said, he, he, he walked with the Lord so much, he said, if God's not moving, I'll move him. You go, whoa, that's a bit presumptuous. Uh, he lived in the Word. He constantly prayed. They said, how long do you pray for? How do you? He, goes, he said, I've never prayed longer than five minutes but I've never gone for more than five minutes without praying. See, see, what we've got to learn in this season, this is why the tabernacle of David is indispensable, is this. We've got to learn faith without works is dead and we've actually got to act like the word is true because it is. Even if you, can, you go, oh, I've got, list, I've got this black hole in my felt world of heart, right? Oh, this is my, like this, and then we'll confess the word. Yes, but... It's, it's, it's painful because the, the feels aren't there. Feelings change. So you confess, you dance, you move, you decree, you sow, you bless, you serve, like you are surrounded by infinite dimensions of glory waiting for your access because you're already blessed. And we can stay on top of current events, bingo. But we, 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 you, you look at current events from Zion, you're going, wow, why do the nations rage? 
And the rulers plot a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed. A vain thing. So this is why the, the faith realm even activates the prophetic. So the last two points and then we'll get into a bit of ministry. And you're going to be ministering to me, not vice versa. You think I'm joking. Trust me, you won't be rushing the stage. All right. So in the realm of the spirit, remember, oh, let's go back to that and make all things new. Let's do that. Then he who sat on the throne, he said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, right, for these words are true and faithful. And he said, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. And so if you're thirsty, God will give you the drink of the river of life. It's that simple. And whatever the river touches, it heals. So let's have a look what else you got going for you in the spirit. Because he says, I make all things new. See, what's crazy, God can make all things new in the realm of the spirit, but if the church is in unbelief with rubbish teaching or even doctrine of demons, it's like it doesn't exist. And then you see these people that just jump out of the box, maybe like a Reinhard Bonnke, who happens to lead, I don't know, how many hundreds of millions of people to Christ? And you get the average person who can't even witness to one person. And it's got nothing to do with the heavenly realms. It's whether that person believes it or not. So let's do Revelation chapter 22, verses one and two. And he showed me a pure river of water, of life. Oh, one day. That's no, 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 that's now. Clear as crystal proceeding from the throne of God and from the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life or trees of life, which bore 12 fruits. Each tree, this is, now this is fascinating. Each tree yielding its fruit every month, okay? And the leaves of the tree, this is Ezekiel. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Keep that there. How do you know it's for now? Well, firstly, I was taught that it's gonna get worse, worse and worse and worse and worse and just watch and watch and watch and watch and watch and get as many people out and then we're gonna go up, gonna have this, it's gonna be happen pre, mid or post. There's gonna be a meal, there's gonna be destruction, thousand years, we're gonna come down to a new celestial sinless planet. The only problem with that is that God calls the new Jerusalem, the church and the bride, okay? Read Revelation 21. And then he says outside the gates in Revelation 22 of the sexually immoral, the, the, the dogs, the idolaters and those who love and practice a lie. How can we're on this new celestial planet and there's still people, with still, you've still got dirty, rotten scoundrels? It, it's, it's just a wrong lens. But what we have here, we've got what Ezekiel wrote about and we've got trees of life and you and I are the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. Blessed is the man who meditates, Psalm 1, on the Word of God day and night, for he shall be like a tree. Uh, Jeremiah, I think 23, says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, he will be like a tree. That, that, that even though it's, it's in heat, his leaf will rest, remain green and bear its fruit in its season. There were two trees in the garden. Jesus died on a tree. It's so much crazier than we understand. So you are these guys, the trees of life, because your, your connection to the Lord causes your leaves to heal the nation. And when you have trees hiding, staying under the radar, no nation is being healed. But this is what's interesting because you've got an eternal timeless principle. The minute you say yes to Jesus and you get born again or get, get, get your spirit gets quickened, what takes place is that you're already in eternity, but you're in a physical temporal body that God can even quicken and heal. Can someone say amen? But then it says, it says, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. That's time, that's, that's chronos. So what you have, is you've got miracles in January, glory in February, revival in March, outpouring in May, and so on and so forth. So as we tap into the invisible dimension, it invades the time-space world. That's you, you're here. That's, this is you in the spirit. 
Now, I know there's people that have been on Sid Roth and they've died and gone to heaven and seen marvelous things because the spirit world is, is layered dimensionally. I believe there's an actual city, but it's very clear that we are living stones being built up into a, into a temple, a corporate temple. And then individually it says, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we need the right lenses of wisdom and understanding to actually see that God has already blessed us and he's already here, but our faith is what activates it. Who's excited? And Jesus says, to him who believes all things are possible. This is why the heart, this is why the heart, this is why repentance is so powerful. You forsake the rubbish things that are corrupting your heart. So let's do the, la let's do the last one. Um, John chapter seven, verses 37 to 39. John seven, verses 37 to 39. And on that last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So what you have here is that this is the same river. It's in you. You're also trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And this is why, Australia, we need to come out of unbelief so we can activate the invisible well of heavenly glory through his body, through his bride, through his ecclesia, through the friends of God, but we actually have to move. We actually have to act like the Bible's true. We actually have to consume the Bible like our life depends on it. A man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And, 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 and again, I'm standing here as a, as a witness to testify that my life is predominantly orientated towards the invisible world and God leads me in palms of righteousness for his sake, namesake, not my namesake. God's so amazing. You could win a billion people to the Lord yourself and when you see him, you just want him. You won't go, where's my crown? Ready for my throne. You'll be so overwhelmed with, with, with that God is love, God is spirit, God is light, God is holy. Can we put on the pads please? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now this is what we're gonna do. You're gonna minister to me. <laughs> I need some ministry. <clears throat> a little bit louder. Praise God. <clears throat> I, I hate religion. I hate you got people just hanging off on hope for years and years now. Don't get me wrong, we need hope. We need hope. It's one of the cardinal, uh, cardinal virtues. But people just, and then ministries dragging people along and perpetually one day, and it's no, 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 no. It says that Jesus is the head of all principality and power and you are already complete in Him. So my job as an ascension gift is to activate you into that place of faith. So you actually come, there's a science to suddenness. This is, it doesn't matter what you've been through in your life, Everything's so easy. He says to him who overcomes, I'll be his father, he'll be my son and he'll inherit all things. But if you're double-minded, you're lazy. What if it takes years to carve out? Don't worry, you've got a lifetime. You know, I was talking to someone today and, and they were in a bit of anguish because they want everything to be perfect now. That's, those were my sentiments. And what happens is this, is that right now, again, yeah, I can just feel all of a sudden, okay, some good things happening in the Spirit. You know, around you, but not around, just around you, in you are infinite realms of glory, love, power, provision, wisdom, favour, knowledge on the inside of you. But not just inside of you, all around you. And what happens, this is why we need, this is why boldness accesses these dimensions. And you've got to act like it's true. Now, God put you in Australia. He would have asked you, said, hey, I need to send you to Australia around this time. There's going to be some wacky politicians. There's going to be a lying media. Channel 9 today put this ridiculous thing up with Greta Thunberg being arrested. 
And I actually saw it as a photo shoot six weeks ago, a photo op six weeks ago. They're liars. They are liars from the pit of hell. If you sit there and consume legacy media, you need your head red. I'm sorry. So what, you know, married at first sight, something happened, the cat got stuck in a tree and power is on the top of the ladder. Who cares? You know, if you want to go, if you want to condescend down to that low frequency, you'll find the realms of glory really hard to ascertain. Because I'll tell you what right now, there is a world that needs you. Christ in you, the mystery that was hidden for ages and generations that has now been revealed, that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In a minute, I'm gonna get you to stand. But what we're gonna do, I'm just gonna pray. And I want you, I don't want you to passively just sit there going, he's speaking, I'm listening, and that's it. I'm gonna get you to release into the atmosphere out of your belly, the river of God. Right? And I'm going to tell you, it'll be up to me to tell you whether you're doing a good enough job or not. I will be the barometer. But then this is exciting because God lives in you and you can, you can release that in the atmosphere and then we'll see what happens ministry wise. But don't put it off. You go, I am a tree of righteousness. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Rivers of living water flowing out of my innermost being. And what happens, you've got this broken world and it says the Spirit and the Bride say, come. Let Him who is thirsty, come. But we have to, we just, this is a spiritual exercise. No, who knows, there might be some healings break out. We had good healing and deliverance up at Moonsa a couple of days ago. We've been seeing other amazing things happen, but we need to see the river of God move. And that's up to you. Do you feel any pressure? Who feels pressured? Don't feel pressure, feel joy. All right, I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna get, actually, just stand up now.